What's up, Ed? Hey, Ed. How are you? Because I fixed. Welcome Sorry, to part I... two of the podcast. Part part two. Yeah. So our last episode ended with, so we landed in Switzerland, <laughs> actually in Germany, and then went over to Switzerland, the three-hour drive from Germany. On the three-hour drive. Yeah, I think it was longer uh, than that. But um, when you go into the airport in Germany, into Munch, which is what it's called. Munch. Munchausen. Munch. Munchausen. Munich is called Munch. Um, you, you see signs for <laughs> rental cars. In German? In German. And I believe the term for rental car in German. I know exit is Ufart. Yes. In German. <laughs> exit is Asphart. <laughs> yeah, it's asphalt. Asphalt. I think it's. I think it's Mietwagen. <laughs> I think it is. No, I think it is. That's the name that Ben calls his mouth. Mietwagen. <laughs> you just stick that in my mouth. It sounds like you're talking about products at IKEA. Ben's Ben's mouth is a cock holster. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we've been drinking. Oh, that's funny shit, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ed. So, when we last left Ed. <laughs> yeah. So, Ed, I'm glad you joined us again for part 17 of a two-part series. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> You're the guinea pig for all of the technical issues that we figured we would have uh, trying to do a Zoom meeting podcast. Yeah, I don't understand what the fuck is going on with my computer, though, man. It's like, I, I just, uh, no matter what I did, it just said unable to join. Meeting meeting invalid. I'm like, all it was, right. It was Ben's fault. He implanted uh, a virus. Yeah, that so was it. Ben tried to fix everything. He invalidated all of the meetings. Wasn't it that micro-nasal technology? <laughs> no, it's actually it's a ma micro, macro. It's macro nasal technology. It's massive nasal technology. How did you know? <laughs> uh, fucking Russians hide all their shit under a schnoz. It's funny, uh, he knows how big Ben's nose is, and he hasn't even seen him oh, on Zoom. God. Yeah, you oh, saw him on Zoom. Here, dude, check it out. Look at that fucking honk. Oh, there we go. Oh my God, that's not his nose. I see. I seen him in Switzerland in the middle of the night too. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sweden. Oh, Sweden. It was just he like was... the moon disappeared. Ben, turn. Okay. Oh, hey, the moon's back. Ben's nose. Dude, thanks, Ed. We really appreciate it. Oh, also, time. Mark told me to tell you that I'm a guitar player too. Not that that matters. This is about you, not me. So, thanks, Mark. <laughs> okay. Well, I just figured that, that you guys would commiserate a little bit, and uh, yeah, dude, I mean, the love know, of the instrument—it's awesome, and Dan I and agree hundred percent with what he said about different guitar players influencing you. Mm -hmm. But you have your own sound; it's it's a unique thing. It's very weird. It's like you can't get that kind of thing on playing drums, only as far as style goes. But All right, stop it making it about you. Tone and shit, guitar players. No uh, Ben's raising his hand. So, so Ed, um, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing when you talk about bringing your amp, which by the way, how big is that amp that you were talking about? The profile, what the, camp the camper. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just three rack spaces. It's a very small, very light little amp. Wow. It's a solid state power amp. It's like 600 Watts. It's pretty much a beast. You know, and it only weighs a good tone as far as tube amp modeling goes. 
Oh, I, I, well, you, you know what? See, the, the greatest thing about that amp is, and, and I keep mis, uh, mislabeling it a modeler because really it's not. It's, this, is one of the, this is one of the uh, original technologies that came out where you could basically, you put a cable in between your speaker cabinet and, your, uh, and, and the amp. And what you do is you just, you hit the profile button. It makes all of these really strange noises and it makes a digital profile of the amp. So no matter what it is that you're playing through, you know, uh, Mesa Boogie stuff, whatever, you know, it's, you, you know, you, you, you get something that's pretty close to it. But the great thing is that there's all of these guys out there that make profiles like the, the ones that I use are made by a company called Synmix. It's a Polish company. The dude, he's got the, the sickest amp collection on the planet and he makes the best profiles. And those are the ones that I use and very little tweaking. And you can, you know, dude, you can carry a hundred amps with you on a thumb drive, which is like insane, you know, but really sounds good. All right. Ben has a question for you. Well, not a question. <clears throat> I want, Nobody well, cares. I did have a question, but I want to touch on this. Uh, one of my close <laughs> friends. Uh, Don't touch that. <laughs> I'm going to touch Ed. Ew. I'm going to touch him. Poor Ed. Poor Ed. <laughs> a friend of mine, he's an electrical engineer. He's also a, a great musician. And he worked for a company that the owner had so much money. Walmart? That he said, Tesla? stop everything that you're doing some cool stuff with batteries but that's another story and vibrators. stop what you're doing and i want you to create a piece of hardware that'll emulate any guitar amp so he was working on that and the and guy he got died divorced and he lost all his money and he had to stop the project so, so he was where are you going with this dude? Yeah, i'm going with that is he, what he was talking about everything on a thumb drive my friend made all of that hardware. Mm. He was a you know electrical engineer. He does all the hardware. When I started my computer science career, he would help me with all the hardware. He knew a little bit about software, and then eventually, I knew this is an interview with software Ed, and everything. Not but Ben's life fucking stories. Tell him that I understand where he's coming from. <laughs> Nobody cares about you okay. understanding. Right. Shut the fuck up. Okay, so here's, <laughs> what's you, bitch? so here's my question. Go play the bass. Get out of here. <laughs> there's a great quote rule number three when recording in a studio guitar players learn their bass lines because your bass player sucks oh yeah oh my Dude. god ed knows about that yeah so, so what is, can you look back in your life and say at one given point that there was one thing that happened that you said oh my god i want to play guitar now he just said that Song remains the same. Jimmy Page, you fucking deaf bastard. <laughs> I, I, I want to know something before that. Before that, like, uh, like one years old. What, what the hell? Was well, that? well, you know, uh, honestly, you know that that was uh, song remains the same was the switch. But you know, it's funny. Um, I, I have still have before the moment. Yes. Or yes. There's a premature moment. Well, well, when, when, when I was a kid, my, my, my dad had bought my mom a guitar and bought a guitar lessons. And I still have the guitar. I, I actually use it on some spiritual sickness recordings. It's a nylon string classical guitar. And uh, I fucked around with that guitar constantly before this thing went on. And I used to kind of pick up, uh, you know, 
the, the theme from Sanford and Son and shit like that. I used to pick out the nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like shit like that. And uh, and and so, you're so, so by so ear learning. Exactly. So there was always the fiddling around. You know what I mean? But the the the, the defining moment was seeing that movie was definitely the defining moment. For sure. Ed, can you speak a little bit more on your experiences in Europe touring? And, um, you know, you talked about the equipment and the traveling and stuff like that and crossing borders. I remember crossing into Switzerland when we all had to get out of the van and they came in and they opened the doors and they were looking around and opening boxes and shit. Um, but what do you remember specifically? Because I had mentioned the people being so different and so appreciative of us coming over there to play shows. Was there any experience that you remember with the people over there? Well, it was like when we played in, uh, it was the last show that we did when we played in Denmark. Um, mm. And there were actually fans there that had created binders with pictures of each person in the band of us, if you remember, Mark. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, we were autographing these pages that they did with pictures of us. The other really fucked up thing was we, we met uh, we met a diehard Benedictum fan, which, you know, which 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 is who we toured as for that tour. And that was Veronica's band, because Veronica, she had a huge, huge European following. And uh, we figured if we went over there on the harmonica that we would, you know, we would have better turnouts at these shows, which was correct. And uh, a couple of her fans when we were in Nijmegen, right? Is that the way you say it, Mark? I said, <laughs> uh, it's actually Nijmegen. Yeah, so we're there, and all of a sudden, this guy's like, you know, uh, he goes, I want you to sign my leg. I'm going to tattoo your name on my leg. And I'm like, that ain't happening, dude. <laughs> that ain't fucking happening. That's just not happening. Ed refused. I was ready to do it. It was. Oh yeah, you are. I was like, dude, I. That's just not happening. That was a little too weird for me. I mean, nice guy. I I actually that that dude sent me a load of fucking fuck you mugs. (laughs) (laughs) You know. uh, yeah, maybe you know, maybe he was just a little angry that I didn't let him tattoo my fucking name on his leg. I don't know. But that was weird. But I got to tell you though, or everywhere we went. I mean, right down to food, friendliness. I mean, everybody was fucking cool. The the only thing that 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 took you that takes you a little bit by surprise was like we did the first show in in Switzerland. That was our first show, and um, all of a sudden, people start coming up to to Veronica and to us and going to, saying to Veronica, "Oh, Veronica, you did not play the part that you did sing it differently," and they. They start critiquing everything, you know. Oh, a crowd of music critics. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's you know. <laughs> and, and the funny, the funny thing about it, I was just like, after a few minutes, I was like, look, dude, if you want to fucking hear the record, just go fucking buy the record, yeah. stay home, man. You want to hear something that's interesting, stick around. I, and, you know, right. and 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 it was kind of funny, but you, you know, that was the show. From- I met this beautiful girl at the bar, this Swiss girl. And we started texting and messaging throughout the tour. And I found out that a week after we got back from tour, she was going to be in New York City visiting a friend. And uh, I met her in Manhattan and we spent the day together. I showed her you know, cheesecake. Showed 
<laughs> chode cheesecake. I showed I'm him a cheesecake and, and <laughs> pumpkin beer. Cheesecake. She brought me a giant bar of Swiss chocolate. You're right. Brought you. And it was phenomenal. So much Dude. better than the chocolate in the oh, States. So much. Belgian chocolate, <laughs> Swiss chocolate, phenomenal. What oh, was yeah. I met her in Switzerland? So listen, that, that <laughs> night we played in the Macadam and uh, fucking that girl walked in and she was probably like, all, all of the people were short and all of a sudden like this blonde chick comes walking in and everybody's turning around and looking at her and Mark goes to me, he goes, oh, I'm going to pick that shit up. I go, you ain't got a fucking chance, dude. So 20 minutes later, I got to find the text. He sends me a text. He goes over there and he says to her, hey, man, I'm fucking with my friend. Would you mind if we take a picture? <laughs> and he takes a selfie with her. And she fucking sends me the fucking picture, the asshole. And I'm like, you <laughs> fucking idiot bastard. Yeah, right. that was kind I of actually, funny. I actually told her that I was trying to make somebody jealous. And would she mind taking a selfie with me? And then I tried to do it. And of course, I was doing it wrong. She's like, no, no, no. This is the way you do it. So she uh, found the right angle for the selfie and everything. And she took the selfie. Uh, she was yeah. awesome. They were actually not even coming to the club to see us. She told me that all the other bars in the area were empty. And so they were looking to find where everybody was. And they ended up at the bar we were playing at. Yeah. Uh, so and then, dude. Out the whole town and had everybody at our place. And, and they came and, in to see what, what the commotion was about. And you know what was funny, man? Before, and, and that, that, was a, that was a kind of a crazy city, too. That, that city has like a lot of fucking... That's like, I think, one of the oldest cities in, in Europe, actually. Yes. Um, but what was crazy was about it is... in the year five. Yeah, absolutely. What was crazy is I was on a healthy eating binge, really, like, really bad. Mark's breaking my balls out. I'm out in the woods foraging for nuts and twigs. And like that. <laughs> nuts and berries. Yeah, exactly. So so I'm like, I'm fucking starving. We, we just get done playing. I'm starving to death. We're walking around outside. All I, all you see is smoke coming out of all of these fucking places, man. And all you smelt was weed. So I think I was like getting a fucking contact high. I got this got guy telling me he wants to. Yeah, I, I, I'm starving to death. I'm like, my groupie story is I had a hairy guy want to tattoo my fucking name on his leg. You know what I mean? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm fucking starving. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Just, yeah. It, it so was, wait, did you actually get something to eat, or did you just forage? No, nah, you. I went into my bag of nuts and ate more <laughs> fucking nuts. That was it, man. You know. Yeah, well, you know what? Then goes he, to everybody's nut. Carry the nutsack with him wherever he's. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, we 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 were on the we were on the road in Germany, and we stop at this gas station. First of all. I never seen anything like it in my life. We go into the bath. Remember that one, Mark? We go into the bathroom to take a leak. There's TVs over the urinals, like yeah. so. You're fucking taking a leak and you're watching TV. So, so I'm like, this is just fucking too strange for me. Now we're walking <laughs> around through. Now we're walking around through this like fucking. It's like a high end gas station for fuck's sake, you know. And and I'm looking for something to eat. And we're getting the evil eye from the fucking. She was looking at us like side eyed, like you American motherfuckers. Yeah, she was like, she was <laughs> like, you steal, you steal one thing, and I'm gonna fuck you up, you know. <laughs> well, dude, you walked in with Mark. I mean, yeah. come on. There were well, also, you had to pay to use the bathrooms in that place. Yeah, yeah. That was yep. the weirdest thing. Yeah, that was funny. Some of the bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah, you had to yeah. put a little coin in, and mm -hmm. we were still trying to figure out the change over there, and what the hell? Aren't they all how euros? Much, 
No, that no. We were different. The change was different denominations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. We, when we went to different countries, uh, there were francs, right, in, in Switzerland. In yeah. Then places, no, it was different money. It wasn't all yeah, euros. Yeah, oh. it was fucking a little weird. So but, you're paying uh, like, you're probably overpaying to take a leak. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was, you know, I was ready to just when it was like a piss in a bush and fucking give a flying fuck. You how know? about when we how about when we flew from um Hamburg to Sweden? Uh, Stockholm. Yeah, yep. Right. And there was a mix up as far as like what we were supposed to bring <laughs> with us. Right. Oh yeah. So we had the van yeah. and the van that mix up was us. my fault. The van was gonna meet us uh the next day. But we left all we our equipment that in night. the van. And we and had we were a gig that to night. shit on the plane with us. So when we get to Stockholm, we get to the club, we have no equipment. And the other guys are telling us, well, he's not going to be here with the van till tomorrow. Yikes. We're like, what the fuck? Go ahead. Tell us what, tell us what happened, Ed. Yeah, Ed fucked up. Ed, uh, Ed fucking loaded all the shit. So we called this fucking crazy bastard, this German motherfucker, Dirk. He was... The, the, he was funny. I, I had no idea you were such a pussy. Holy <laughs> 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 shit! He's talking to Mark. So yeah, yeah. So so we're sitting. Well, well, this is after he's telling me. So me, 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 just just to backtrack a little bit, he and I are walking down the street. I forget what fucking country we're in, and we're going to get something to eat. I'm just bullshitting with him, and I'm you know asking him like, yeah, you know, you got a girlfriend and stuff, and you know I'm telling him I'm married, Dirk I got a bunch or- of kids. Yeah, Dirk. Dirk. And he goes. Yes, I, I love my girlfriend, but she's fucking my friend now, and we're trying to work it out. And I looked at him, I go, like Ben's well, marriage. Oh, I, I go, listen, I, I go, oh, Jesus Christ. I go, dude, I go, what are you trying to work out? Your friend's bagging your girlfriend. There's nothing to work out, man. You got to move on and get yourself something else, you know? And he's like, oh, you're no, a very wise American man. No, no, nobody says, oh, but I love her. I go, well, she fucking apparently don't love you, dude. But uh, any, anyway, that, that, cra- that crazy fuck drove over that fucking archipelago or whatever the fuck you call that stupid fuck. He, dro- he drove over like that huge fucking 90-mile-long bridge and made it in time. What twenty minutes before we were going on, Mark? Wow, yeah, he drove man. like eleven hours. Yeah, when yep. he was going to stop, taking a rest overnight, and then drive the rest of the way the next day. He drove eleven hours straight to get our equipment over to Stockholm so we could play the show. Yeah. Meanwhile, we put out a message up on Facebook that uh, we needed some equipment because we didn't know if he was going to make it. I needed some drum stands and some cymbals. And a, a fan locally in the area responded wow. and said, you know, I'm a drummer. I have equipment. So I jumped in with our driver at the time, uh, Tilda, and we drove over to this dude's house. We go around the back of his house. He opens his garage. He's like, oh, here. And he starts handing me, you know, cymbal stands and, and, and snare stands and everything I needed. And we get back to the club and Dirk shows up with all our shit. I still use the guy's equipment because I figured... You know, he thought it was a cool thing. And so I set up all the stands and shit like that. But, you know, that's the way those people were over mm. there. That's the way the fans were. They were happy to help us out because they were awesome. fans of Benedictum. They were fans mm-hmm. of the Three Tremors. Um, and it was fucking awesome. Was well, how great. was touring with the Three Tremors? Tell oh, wait a minute. That. Was that Cage? Oh, no, no, that was Three Tremors. Cage? That was Three Tremors. Yeah. Three Tremors, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So how they treat Yeah, them? no, they, they, touring with those, those guys is fun. Um, yeah, you great. know, uh, 
they're, they're, they're all good friends. You know, the, the last tour that, uh, you know, that, that we just completed, uh, you know, I had all fucking seven of them crashed at my house here, you know? So, uh, wow. yeah, yeah, we had band, uh, the guys in the band are awesome. Um, we toured with them when they were playing with cage. Now they're playing with the three tremors. Um, and they play with cage. The drummer is now playing, uh, in KK's priest, mm. KK Downing's new project. Mm -hmm. He's playing drums. Ripper Owens is singing. Um, what do you guys think about KK's Judas Priest? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's I think really it's cool. awesome. Yeah, it's great to see him still doing it mm -hmm. and still making great music, still kicking ass. Yeah, I actually saw a YouTube video of them doing a couple of old Judas Priest songs, obviously, and he still got it. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. still plays well, and you know. Terrible thing about uh, Glenn Tipton, but yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but you know what, Ed, you can relate to this that Judas Priest phase that you go through as a guitar player. And if you're yep. the only guitar player in a band, you're doing both parts. Oh, listen, <laughs> that's 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 what it's always been, you know? Yeah, uh, it, so so it is, uh, it, it, it is odd, yeah. I can, I can definitely, uh, definitely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, when we were in high school, we were playing that shit and I was doing, mm -hmm. yeah, and I was doing both parts and it was so much fun to play. It was easy stuff, but it was a lot of fun, especially the British Steel album Unleashed in the East. Those were the two that we really concentrated on. And British Steel's my favorite. yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun playing that stuff. And we, you know, we managed to do a pretty good job with it problem is yep. like you said before singers couldn't find anybody good oh yeah, yeah man. Singing. exactly and playing bass <laughs> <laughs> we're down two bad members <laughs> well, so it's Mark and I. <laughs> you, you, you know it's funny though it, it's all, all all of a sudden you listen all of a sudden they come out with screaming for vengeance mm -hmm. and you listen to the guitar solos and you listen to what they're playing and you're like, wow, these guys just like learned how to play guitar overnight. You know, they were always great songwriters, but you know, they, as far as technical proficiency, there, there really wasn't any, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, and then all of a sudden screaming for vengeance comes out and it's like, you know, it's fucking here come the arpeggios, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. uh, it was a pretty wild change. You know what I mean? No, but and, and it a got a really good observation though. And it got better and better. I mean, it kind of broke my heart to see we saw a priest for the firepower tour at uh, Jones Beach. It was kind of heartbreaking watching Tipton come out at the end and he was barely able to play Metal Gods, which is like three chords and a fucking slap on the ass. You know what I mean? I got got a little fucking weirded out about that. Terrible to see your heroes not yeah. being able to play. Yeah, especially no. that dude, you know, cool guy, you know what I mean? Influential you know, on a lot of people, wrote a lot of great music. And, uh, you know, you look at the fucked up luck of those guys. I mean, how Richie Faulkner didn't kick the bucket after what happened to him either yeah. is another story. Andy Sneap, great guitar player, you know, one of the best producers in metal. I mean, they, they really got a great band going on, but still without Tipton, it's a little weird for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now we're talking about metal. How'd you get into the metal scene? How'd you get into the heavy music? Because you said you started out with Led Zeppelin, big influence, but what drove you towards the heavier side, Black Sabbath? Well, you know, 
it, it kind of, so after Zeppelin, I kind of got into, uh, I started listening to Black Sabbath and, you know, from right, you know, that was it right there. You know, once, once you, you, you know, you know, master of reality, like those drop tunings, that's just when, when everything just came to life for me. I mean, uh, you know, and through, through all of that, you know, I was playing, uh, you know, I used to sit and play along the records. I play along to number of the beast and, you know, all the early Iron Maiden stuff. And, you know, and, and one of my biggest challenges was, you know, playing the rush stuff, you know, 2112, you know, uh, a farewell to Kings hemispheres, all these great, you know, great records. So, so the cool thing was that I think had a lot to do with, you know, uh, molding my style was the fact that, you know, I, I, um, I, I had all of that kind of, you know, which is, you know, it's all heavy music, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, all diverse heavy music because, you know, Rush, you can, you know, you, you can, you know, you can argue whether they're heavy or not, whatever, whatever it is. But for me, uh, I, you know, me. But, dude, that's but, like my favorite band. So, well, yeah, you know what heavy. it is? Yeah. They're not heavy, but they, well, they're, they were they're like a Led Zeppelin-ish influenced band and they expanded after. I'm sorry, well, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's all good, man. Mm -hmm. it, we kind of think the same way about it because mm -hmm. it's you know you know in playing guitar, you know you play you play along with a lot of the rush stuff. It is heavy. Mm -hmm. It's heavy. It's hard to play. It, it's a challenge, and for me, you know, for me, it's heavy. But you know, you take all of that and you and you kind of just keep moving moving up the uh, the evolutionary ladder, so to speak. Yep. And then well, they're you heavier know, now because Alex got fat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, stop. Uh, Collectively, no, now Neil's just, dead, so he's, you know, lighter. Yeah, that's than true. The band is lighter now. I went a totally Yeah, the band is lighter. Well, you, Nobody you know. Cares, man. Yeah, exactly. Shut the hell up now. <laughs> <laughs> I went a different path. We're fucking talking about Rush. And I went a different Who gives a fuck? Anyway, <laughs> to Ed's point, though, it builds your chops. And if you're playing by ear, much different it, than now youtube you can see exactly what they what played doing. when you play by ear and you learn by ear i think it gives you an advantage because you're actually putting what you hear into the physical playing of the instrument whereas you look at youtube videos now a guitar player growing up now has that advantage of not having to figure it out they just see it and play it well you know that's that's uh it's an interesting point because uh, Nuno actually, there was uh, he was doing some interview. Uh, it was a video interview, and he was talking about how cool it was. Like when we were young, to you know, you get a Van Halen record, you get a fucking Sabbath record, you get whatever it is, and you know, and now you you're figuring it out, and you figure it out your way, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you go to see the band. And if you're lucky enough to be up, up front, you're like, oh, fuck, that's how he does it. And then, you know, so you, you're basically taking something that, you know, that's been written in, and interpreting it in your own way. So now these kids today have no, I call it man bun metal. It's just fucking bullshit because, yeah. you know, the, these, the, you know, and not that they're not technically proficient and can't, you know, you know, fretboard acrobatics are, are, are fucking rampant everywhere, but there's no feel to any of it right. because yeah. they, they're, they're not, they're not going into this stuff. You're not learning other people's music by learning it your own way and putting your own twist on it. You're learning other people's music. Exactly. I mean, you can go on now and, and you can fucking Alex Lifeson can show you how to play spirit or radio. You can yeah. fucking, 
you know, there's, there's all the, and don't get me wrong. I, 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 you know, I dabble in doing that myself because it's fun to be able to, to go on there and play something exact. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, you know, like even to the, at, at this point, you know, 30 years later, I'm like the rain song and open G tuning, you know what I mean? Which is just like one of the most incredible songs ever written. And to be able to play that and play it like exactly, you know, is, is, is a very gratifying feeling. You know what I mean? It's same thing went, you know, with, with uh, you know, with Achilles last stand, what another great fucking tune. I mean, I, I have like a bucket list of, of certain songs that, that, that I wasn't able to. Even was that tuning like dad gad for cashmere? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's it, really it, cool it, because now you apply it to other shit. And like you were saying, you're noodling around different tunings. <clears throat> it expands your songwriting ability because yeah, you're playing, but now the whole thing is different and you're playing different structures right. and chords and it notes. Opens up a whole new yeah. World. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I remember you know, one of my old bands, we messed around or they messed around my two guitar players with Mastodon's tuning. And, uh, you know, they set up the tuning and everything and they started playing some Mastodon tunes. And I'm like, holy shit, that sounds just like Mastodon. But I had no idea about tuning, but you know, they have such a unique tuning that their music um, sounds very unique and, and they have their own style because of the way they tune their guitars. So there's a lot to be said for that. When I teach my students drums, um, there's a lot of talk about feel, about understanding the feel of the music, how the music flows, connecting with the music, feeling the beat, finding the beat, all of that kind of stuff and active listening. Because I think it is very important for my students and young musicians coming up to have um, a feel and to understand what that feel means um, and to be able to develop their own style by just listening to all different types of music. So that's a well, big thing for me. That same, same approach is the same with, you know, with, with any instrument, same thing with guitar. It, I think it's super important to, to have a, a, a wide palette of listening. I listen to everything from friggin' seal to, you know, uh, classical music to, you know, I, it just goes all over the place, but everything, everything that I listen to contributes to, what i'm doing musically it, it's kind of odd it's like uh what got me into metal kind of thing that how we, how we started the conversation there there weren't very very many game-changing bands for me aside from like uh zeppelin obviously uh iron maiden was was a big one for me but metallica was kind of in there but rush and black sabbath they were incredible uh, Michael Schenker was another one that was in there as well. Um, but then all of a sudden, as time went by, um, the next real big game changers for me was was progressive metal, was Symphony X and Nevermore. That was the big change for me. That's when my style went from, uh, you know, from one point to, you know, and it kind of took a drastic jump in another direction and kind of uh, morphed my old style with some new stuff. And it kind of just took it to the next level. So, you know, I'm always looking for that for that game changing thing, because sadly, I'll know whether or not I'm going to like an album with within the, like the first, I don't know, eight notes of it, because but I'm sure you guys as musicians feel the same way. I mean, sadly for us, we analyze music in a different way and feel it in a different way than people who don't perform, play or write. Right. So so it, so sometimes it is a curse if something grabs me like. 
minor keys for me on my favorite things in the world, you know, harmonic minor, you know, all, all of these different, you know, minor keys They're they're to me, they, they, they just, there's an instant connection to my, to my soul when it comes to that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So, so you know, you're it's happy in your heart. Mm -hmm. Well, well yeah. Even though it's even though it's sad music, you know, it's like I, I like dissidence. I like that that you know that 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 fucking. I'm tension. clapping. I love dissidence. Ben's got the clap. <laughs> the clap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Ed, getting you know an approval like that from Ben is a big thing because Ben hardly understands English. <laughs> <laughs> you came across very well. And can speak it less so. Yes. But um, <laughs> speaking of styles, what can we expect from the new Spiritual Sickness album? I'm still waiting to hear new music from well, the mind of the madman. So uh, what can we expect? Well, well, well you know, if, if that stupid audio didn't blow up all over the place, I would play a few snippets. I, I, I'm, I'm going, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a, a, a you know aggressive progressive and fucking you know um it's it's going to be badass we incidentally mark, mark and i um and there were some other contributors to it as far as arrangements were concerned that are no longer with us in our band but um we they we wrote and just no longer with the band <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we uh we already had uh you know most of the record done already i mean we, right now what we're doing is we're we're wiping the slate clean because of all the, uh, I mean, we wrote some fucking killer songs. I mean, we're still going to revisit those. I mean, they're not going in the garbage, but we, we decided that it would be best to approach this where the new members of the band have, uh, have a little bit more say and contribution into what we're doing so that everybody kind of feels comfortable and feels like what we're doing is their own, you know? That's, so that's the point mm -hmm. I was going to highlight and you said it very well, now that they're invested in it, it's them, you know, exactly their input their take on the song. That's awesome. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> no, my voice is going because I've drank a bottle of whatever the hell I drank. I was very moved by that sentiment. From Actually, Ed. I'm in tears, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. You know, I mean, everybody, we have new blood now. We have new creative input blood. and uh, we want to just. It. We want to explore that and see what this combination of musicians has to has to offer, um, as opposed to coming in with some songs that we wrote over the last couple of years. Um, me and Ed, like he said, with some contributions from other contributions. people. And, uh, you know, let's see what all four of us together can can produce, can make. Right. Well, it's like the band I'm in now. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, Poor Ben. Oh, sorry, Ben. So Ben, ben they, they don't have you like sitting in a corner or something over there. They, 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 really if they could. But we'll I bought the, five camera foot back cables. On them. This is where Ben is. He's but I bought Botswana five foot right cables, so this way I have to be close to them, or else they would put me somewhere else. No, well, go ahead, Ben. Oh, ben, please. Okay, so go away. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> in the band I'm in now. Nobody cares. So anyway, Ed, <laughs> yeah. that's we want to thank you. Ed, we want to awesome thank you for coming guest. on the show. You are uh, our thanks, first guest. You broke our cherry. You did an awesome well, job. Broke. Really a lot well, of uh, interesting touch, things sorry. you had to say. And we definitely will have you back on at some point. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'd, I'd love to come back. And maybe, you know, maybe what we can do is have some fun and play some instruments, man, when we when we can Dude, be able to, come down, really to the, cool. come down to the bunker. There's a lot oh, of amps and guitars. 
No. And show you how much I suck. Well, no. Anyway. Well, no. <laughs> we have plenty of equipment here, you know. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and you, you can check here. out Dan's uh, guitar collection. He has, mm -hmm. has a nice collection of amps and equipment and stuff. He's I got some drums over here, too, and a full PA system. Yeah, we'll jam. Put the camera well, show we, we can have some fun. I'm definitely into it. Oh, definitely. And but I, it was great having you as our first guest. You know. I, I, I appreciate being your first guest. Thanks, guys. No, thank you. Oh, Jesus, Ben. You're freaking directing. A You're awesome, dude. Send me some of that shit. I'd love to hear it. You yeah, will. Yeah, so when can we expect the new music to come out? I, I would say judging by where we're looking at studio time right now that that we're we're gonna we're gonna commence recording in the middle of march i would say by the end of may we should be complete with everything yeah so we'll by next spring we'll check in with you then we'll promote oh, the absolutely band. we'll try to get you guys whatever you're, help you're recording you in your home studio or in a well what what we are doing is uh drums um instead of uh doing midi drums or anything like that we're doing live drums in the studio uh, and most of the uh most of the guitar tracks um are going to probably be cut here in my studio with the uh with the addition of uh of bob who's our engineer and recording guy who's great um I'm bob's ready. gonna uh, gonna be over and he'll be um he'll be assisting and producing the guitar tracks that i'll be doing here it's going to be pretty interesting um i have a pretty ridiculous array of tube amps and shit that i want to try out and just you know just want to kind of have some fun with it so uh, i'm really looking forward to it you know excellent so ed thanks again and we're going to check back with you and we're going to track the progress of the new album coming out and whatever dates you have cool man we can go to europe again yeah there you go well he did that Ben's once before fine. didn't he mm -hmm. all of a sudden ben's like I'm in Sweden. <laughs> exactly. They were asking, and how long are you going to be here? It, it, well, maybe that, 18 that, hours. That, that was pretty funny. I was like, what? Really? Yeah, I was asking. The same yeah, I always thing. told Mark that I was going to do that. That's I said, if you go, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. So well, I'm at work and I. Nobody uh, cares, Ben. What okay. the fuck? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> really? Okay, so I go to Priceline or whatever, one of those sites to, to get Priceline? a flight. And, um, and I'm going to fly into Trollhotten. <laughs> And it says five thousand dollars, and I said, "Oh, are you kidding me?" And I promised Mark I was going to go five grand. Oh, it's going to be five thousand. I'm going to take this girl with me too as our first date. This girl, because that's the only way I can get lucky. So <laughs> at the Look, paper, the I'm impressed if I can buy a ticket on a plane to go to Europe. So I said, oh, "You know what? Maybe that's like the MacArthur Airport. It's a lot more expensive. Let me see if I can find a JFK airport." So I find an airport that's like, like an hour away. I'm looking for and a JFK dollars to fly there. So I'm like, oh, douche. It was $500 the other place. It wasn't 5000 I redo to Trollhotten, and it says, no, it's $5,000. I said, nope, I'm going to fly into the other place, and I'll drive for the hour to come up. So um, Trollhot. How the story goes, and that's what happened. And I was very fortunate that the girl who I brought with me, who Mark signed her breast and signed my breast, um, we finally got married. No <laughs> one cares. Which could have turned out very differently. We've talked about this on the podcast, but had Ben taken my advice to go three blocks around the corner to find an ATM. To find an ATM to give you guys some money. I was like, yeah, okay. Mrs. That Mark. That didn't exist. Um, 
she probably would have married me. Yeah. Oh my god! I know the poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. I, I don't know which one was worse, Mark or me. Probably Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed, it's been a pleasure. It's great getting to know you a little bit. Night. We're trying oh, to talk really? over Ben. Yeah, she's always yeah. talking about you. Dude, when, when you guys are getting intimate, does she yell, Mark, Mark, Mark? No, no, no. It's whenever I talk about the life insurance, she's like, oh, Mark is going to love this. Oh, crap. <laughs> when I die. Dude, Mark's looking at like with. a nice brand new DW drum set <laughs> with all the fixings. We've got plans for you, Ben. <laughs> uh, Gosh, they got plans Cut for you. Break lines. What cliff? Ooh, there goes Ben. Yeah, I don't think Ed needs to hear all of that. Ben, you better you better have a fucking like uh you better have a nanny cam in your room. <laughs> <laughs> so you see Mark smiling. <laughs> better be a wide angle lens nanny cam. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus Christ. The next time we do this, hopefully you'll come in live and we can do it here and have a couple of a lot of drinks. I'd, I'd be looking forward to that. All right, bro. Thanks a lot. Be right. well. Take care, guys. Have a great night. Thank, man. You. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Drinking with Friends podcast with Dan, Ben, and Mark. That was part two of our interview with spiritual sickness guitar player and founder Ed Mischke. If you'd like what you heard, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think on our Drinking with Friends Facebook page. There, you can see videos and pictures of the things we talk about on the show. See the beers we're trying out and leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Post your pictures of your favorite drinks.